Hey everyone, you're listening to Civil Radio 101.7 in Abbotsford, serving the Fraser Valley. Broadcasting on the traditional unceded Stolo territory, this is Bush League with Beast and the Bear. I'm your host, Carl Lundgren, and with me is my co-host, Justin, the Scourge of Pee Wee Pickup Hockey Orlowitz. How you doing tonight, Beastie? I'm doing good. How you doing? Oh, fantastic. All right, so Civil Radio is giving away a pair of tickets for tonight's game. we got to get that out of the way right away. Yes, we uh, do. Post anything with the hashtag FVMA21, and you're entered to win. That's on Instagram. That's on Instagram, right? And you want you'd want to be local. Right. It doesn't have to be uh, concerning the hashtag of uh, FVMA21. Once again, that's F. That's hashtag FVMA21. Yeah, and it could be anything. It could be a picture of your cat. Absolutely anything. Just do it with that hashtag. You'll be entered to win. And Civil Radio will be doing this all season long, every yes. game. So I was just gonna say it is. That is for every game. So you want to you want to keep using this for now. We'll 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 let you know if the hashtag changes though. For sure. And don't forget to follow us on Instagram at, uh, at underscore Bush League and on Facebook at, well, I guess it's meta now, but <laughs> on Facebook. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's, a different, at, that's another story for yeah, the show, though. Uh, on Facebook at Bush League Radio. All right. So in this episode, we're going to recap the home opener weekend games against the Silver Knights. We're going to hear from uh, Canucks forward Justin Bailey, head coach Trent Cull, and Michael DiPietro. Uh, we'll also talk to, to about tonight, tomorrow night's game against the Ontario Reign. Uh, players going up, going down in the past week, and Travis Havonic reporting to Abbotsford. We'll talk goaltending, ice conditions in Abbotsford, the mascot, and the captaincy. We did a lot of talk around the forwards in the last broadcast, so tonight we'll also do a bit of a segment, try and look a little great, take a little greater look at Abby's top defenseman. Yes, including the local boy. That's right. So first, let's talk about Travis Havonic. Or ha- Hamannick, I apologize. Somebody pointed out to me that I've been saying that wrong. So Hamannick. Yeah. Uh, Assigned to Abbotsford, uh, is this a glorified training camp for him? Absolutely, that's exa- this is exactly what it is because yeah. they weren't sure he didn't he hasn't done any training camp he hasn't had any ice time because he hasn't been well who knows he could have been skating on his own but he hasn't skated with the team at all so um, we're gonna see him probably dressing at least I know I said that he wasn't but uh, I think we're gonna see him at least like two to four games here. Yeah, but that's that's good for the Canucks, though. Yeah, it's great, and he kind of made us eat our words from last week, but that's great. I'm glad to have him back. Uh, He gelled really well with Hughes last year, and you know uh, him not being there left a big hole for the Canucks. So we're glad to have him back in the organization. Uh, How will he gel with the guys here in Abbotsford to start, especially uh, you know not having any training camp? I think the important thing here with uh, Travis Hamannick is not that he gels with the players, is that he actually gets his legs moving and plays in game situation with refs and whistles and all that jazz, you know, like the game atmosphere, mm-hmm. and uh, basically can get himself into game shape to play in the big club. So I don't mm-hmm. think, aside from picking up a few checks for the younger guys here in uh, Abbotsford, I don't think that uh, I don't think he has to gel too much with them. You know, mm-hmm. he's getting paid big bucks. He's what two million a year? If we got him for one point nine or something like that. So. Um, yeah, his this this main objective is is strictly conditioning, conditioning and game experiment experience. So, so you figure is, it's a foregone conclusion that he'll be up in the big club as soon as his conditioning is is ready, regardless uh, of his performance at Abbotsford. Unless there's something that we're not like understanding here that's going on, like because they haven't really been too open about why he had had the absence, why he was doing this or that. So, um, yeah, I, I I see this as his training camp. That's yeah. exactly what it is. Yeah, for sure. Okay, so let's let's. Talk about the games, uh, the home opener games last weekend. So Friday, October 22nd, we had uh, Henderson and Silver Knights in, in town for both games. Uh, the atmosphere in the arena was absolutely electric. Electric. <laughs> electric. I loved how they uh, how they implemented the Ric Flair woo, woo! after the goals in, in, like we did in Vancouver. So I like that they've pulled that through to uh, 
to us uh, here in Abbotsford. So we we have some ghosts in our windows at the studio coming by. <laughs> some marshmallow ghosts. Yeah, that'll distract you. Yeah, well, I don't know, we, just wait. we have to wait. We have to be. You gotta be good to our neighbors, right? Uh, absolutely, right? Uh, sorry. Oh, sorry. You gotta be nice sorry, to What were we saying there, Barry? <laughs> yeah, so just for the people that don't know a little perspective here, our studio has all glass windows around us. We're right here on the campus here. At, at, at the University of the Fraser Valley. That's right. I, I myself, and I just happen to be an alum here. Not, yeah, not yeah. a big deal. Yeah, so... Uh, we, we had a couple of ghosts walk by, a couple people dressed up as ghosts. Wait, so, waving at uh, us, and they were, they, were, they were fully acknowledged. It's hard yeah. not to acknowledge them, especially Absolutely. when you're looking right at them, you know. So, I mean, too. It, getting back to Friday, it was <laughs> it was a bit of a blur for me. I'll tell you, uh, we, we, you know, they I was, I've was i been told the goal-scoring song for Abbotsford is awesome. I haven't even been able to find it's, it. I couldn't even hear it. I think it's Green arena. Day Holiday, isn't it? Was it? Yeah, okay, it's terrible. I, was gonna I have... love Green Day, too, but like I don't know for – for a goal song, I think they could do better than that. Uh, yeah, yeah, I tend to agree with you, but it seems to be well received on social media. A lot of people, so yeah, you guys uh, have at us on on social. Let us know what you think about I the be- goal I scoring believe, song. I believe when I was inter- interviewing Di Pietro after the game, he said that he didn't even know what the goal song was in- until someone like crammed it down his throat. So yeah, and and I agree with that because you couldn't hear it. Like it was it was incredible the atmosphere in in, in the building on Friday night. It was for like being at a capa- Vancouver for game. half capacity. You know, if they're going to be in real trouble. Those teams that come visit are going to be in real trouble when it's full capacity. Yeah, for sure. Well, that's the thing. Attendance on Friday was 3,498 is the official attendance. Uh, that's a COVID sellout at 50% capacity. Uh, like I say, it felt like a full arena, though. It really did. Um, and uh, the, Definitely the, had a good atmosphere, that's for sure. Yeah, the arena staff did a great job of making sure people were complying oh, with yeah. the health food? orders. And the food is incredible. I mean, are we, it, are we talking about the food right now? <laughs> Let's talk yeah, about the food. You want to talk about the food? Because we, 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 we were lucky enough to sample quite a bit of the food. We did. Yeah, we went around. We had the salties, the lobster. I've, I've been wanting to try that Same. for a long time. Same. I, I love yeah. lobster. I mean, yeah. who doesn't? you gotta be, you got to be allergic not to. <laughs> exactly. It's lobster on a bun. Yeah. And it was so fresh and so delicious. Oh, yeah. And then, of course, uh, your lollies with the with Oh, the, the hot dogs. Hot with the dogs. pretzel bun. Oh, my God. That pretzel bun was out of this world. Even Abbotsford Tourism was like, oh, where'd you get that? I'm like, <laughs> Canucks game. Yeah, one of our pictures got picked up by Abbotsford Tourism, so shout out to them for uh, for giving us a shout out. That was awesome. Yeah, thank, so. you. thank you, Abbotsford Tourism. Yeah, thank you, Abbotsford Tourism. And those hot dogs, like, seriously, like, uh, I mean... That's something you got to try. And there's, they have a lot of like, um, was it East Van Brewing or whatever? Like, oh, there's, yeah. There's the, a lot of the, local stuff. A lot of local breweries were, were uh, being featured. And, uh, you know, Beast and the Bear here, we love our beer. So what it's, else? There's, they, but they had some mainstream ones. Where there, was, there was what? Panago as well. We saw Panago in there. Yeah. Yeah. Panago. Yeah. What else? There's, uh, the there's, another, there's another one. What else am I forgetting? There's another big one. that but There was there was Lully's. There was Lully's, Salty's, and uh, Now, you had mentioned, Panago. too, with the Salty's uh, spot there, it looked like it might be a rotating food truck kind of spot there. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, well, we're not sure because it, it, we both noticed that the sign was kind of like just kind of like stapled to the wall. It wasn't exactly like, you know, lit up like the rest yeah. of them and like you know, there to stay kind of thing. So yeah. maybe, maybe it is going to be a different... Um, a different uh, what's it called um ref- restaurant every time in that one location but for, you know i have no problem if Salt- salties becomes like a regular there <laughs> no kidding oh, and i should mention this salties also we've been really pumping salties up hopefully they you know t- t- chuck yeah. us a little something for this go, but yeah. um they posted us there's a picture of me and you waiting in line for our salties oh that's right in our jerseys our, our fresh fresh new jerseys uh in the lineup they posted us in the instagram i don't know if they knew who we were mm. or uh you know they, we just looked like the type you know but uh, yeah we were like i got about three or four screenshots and mm. even my group chat my hockey team uh, sent it to me they said yeah. they're like getting some salties at work <laughs> eh? 
Ab- yeah. Absolutely. Hey, if, if, you, if you love what you do, you never, you never have to work a day in your life, right? Uh, absolutely. So, and we love salties. Uh, absolutely. Now, I'll, <laughs> <laughs> shameless plugs here. But what, what we will, uh, you know, definitely, uh, one other thing I wanted to mention is at the game, a lot of people were a little bit ticked off that there were no um, gifts or like a puck or something yeah, or a shirt for I the was, home opener. I was at the home opener in Vancouver on Tuesday, and there was like the regular yeah. scarfs and uh, toques given away. Yeah, now granted, I mean the ticket, the price of admission is much low, is much cheaper in Abbotsford versus Vancouver, but still, I think they they could have done something. We noticed there were some pins kicking around. We grabbed those. We got pins. Uh, so what I'm going to try to do is I'm going to try to get my hands on some more of those pins. And if anybody gives us a shout out on social media, we'll make sure you get one of those pins. If we can get our hands on a bunch of them, so stay tuned to our social media. Let us know, and we'll we'll keep. Absolutely, keep those part. pins are fantastic. I was lucky enough to get two. Yeah, I think they're really cool. <laughs> I'm going to keep it on my jersey all season. Absolutely, absolutely. But, I'm going to keep that. I'm yeah. going to keep it on the jersey. All, I think permanently. I think it's a. I don't think that's going mm-hmm. anywhere. But make sure you get out to the atmosphere center for these games, folks, as much as possible this year. This is the best ticket in town, and, especially and, on a Friday night. Yeah, and remember, you can get free tickets using the hashtag of. Uh, yeah, that's right for the for the civil radio. F F F V M. FVMA21. That's right. FVMA21. And they are giving away, this is Civil Radio, the radio station we're broadcasting on, on the campus of the University of the Fraser Valley. You will get a free pair of tickets. Like I said, it doesn't have to be related to the FVMA21 hashtag. Um, All it has to do, like like Carl said, it's a picture of your your cat or dog or, you know, (laughs) something cute, you know. Hey, actually, that'd be a really cool picture. Get a picture of your dog wearing like a Abbotsford Canucks jersey or shirt or something. Oh yeah, I think that I think that uh, would win. There's that there's, would there's an idea. Win. There's an idea for you there. There like, you go. Not like we have anything to do with this, but um, yeah. you know, I I think if you send us a picture of your dog in a Canucks jersey, I think you could probably get some. Well, we'll, we'll make sure you get a, we, we get you out to a game for sure. Yeah. Um. So in our inaugural broadcast last week of Bush League. Uh, on Friday last week, there again from five to six, we do that. We do this broadcast every week, uh, five to six on Fridays. Uh, I predicted a three-two win. Granted, I thought it would get settled in regulation. But I, did, I did call an overtime win, but I said shootout. I should have just said overtime. I would have. I would look like a real genius there. Yeah, you, you, well, yeah, you definitely looked good, pretty pretty solid on that. So, uh, both goalies played well in the game on fr- on the game on Friday. Uh, shout out yeah. to Logan Thompson for Henderson. He played well. Michael DiPietro played his usual caliber of amazing. Um, Henderson were riding him really hard, including a crunching hit at one point. Yeah. Uh, sounded rough from our seats. Yeah. Yeah. We were right there for that hit. And like, he got bulldozed. I asked him after and he said, yeah, like he felt it. I even asked him, I, I he might be a little mad at me, you know, uh, sorry if, uh, it, the question was bad, but, um, yeah, I asked him if he was selling a little bit because we did the, the play stopped for a bit. There was a little bit of a melee beside the net, you know. Good on the guys coming to his, his rescue too. You know what I mean? Like that's what you yeah. need. You need your teammates to get. To get your back, like there's no one that should be running a goalie like that. There's no way Di Pietro should have been ran that way. And you know what? As soon as he was run, there was about three or four guys that jumped right to the bell and answered it. So good, good on them. Good shout out to those guys that uh, that came in for their goalie and protect him because you, you know he, running the goalie is not fair game. I'm yeah. a big fan of hits. I love I love a big bone crushing hit, but like hitting a goalie like that, that's uh, that's a cowardly move. Yeah, for sure. Well, here's what Di Pietro had to say about that hit. How hard was that hit you took? <laughs> Um, I was nothing. It was fine. Yeah, no, it looked like I was close. You looked like you shook it off pretty good. But, yeah. Uh, I mean, was it more? Were you selling it a little bit more? Than, no, no, no. I was solid. I think it was, it was, it was I need to sell that, so I okay. think it Fair was enough. pretty good. Fair enough. Fair enough. So each each team had seven power plays, and they both went uh, 0 for se- zero for seven. 
Uh, ice cleaning uh, before a power play. Let's talk about that. So <laughs> for the home team, they're making sure that they're timing up that ice cleaning quite well with the start of these power plays to give the guys a rest. Yeah, I, I think it was, was it me that said it to me? I was like, I was like wow, that's pretty convenient that uh, every time uh, yeah. every time we get a peeps um, – the, the ice the ice crew came out and uh, they weren't incredibly fast. Like I was watching the guys that, and I don't want to rag on our local ice guys because I'm sure they're you know they're still getting their legs and being the year first season inaugural. But after seeing the ones in Vancouver, they have a long way to go. Like uh, the ones in Vancouver oh, had yeah. it, had it, like they're going by TV schedule as well too. Like there's a time timeout for the NHL one. Like the AHL unfortunately doesn't have the ad revenue power that uh, the NHL does. So there's there's no real timeline on what how long it takes for those ice crew guys to scrape the ice. And we're talking about the manual shovel ones they do every I'd say they do at the 10 minute mark and then at the 15 minute mark and then as as they need it throughout the second half of that period. So yeah, the the ice crew there was um they 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 need to, they need to step the game up a little bit. I'd say. Yeah, yeah. Well, we're, and we'll touch on that a little bit here when we talk about some of the comments that of uh, Coach Trent call about the ice conditions. But for now, I just want to bra- kind of wrap up this game here. So we, I, I gave the my Abbey player of the game to Justin Bailey, scoring his hundredth career AHL goal and setting up the overtime winner. Uh, and what a great play coming up the ice on the on the on the left side there for that that goal in the overtime. Oh yeah, yeah. But Bailey is 100th goal. Uh, does this mean anything to him, or is it just another taped puck for the collection? Uh, I, I don't know. I'm, you know what? I think 100 goals in any league that's special. I mean, he's. He, I'm sure that he'd put. He'd probably frame the one. If, if he got 100 in the NHL, he'd probably frame it. I mean, I'm sure he's not going to throw this puck away. I was there yeah. when they handed him the puck after the game and took the picture, and he definitely had a smile on his face. Let's just yeah. say that he seems surprised though in the in the question when you asked him on the media scrum there. Uh, well, actually, let's hear let's hear from Justin Bailey on that right, on that one. It. You got your 100th. Uh, how special is that? I honestly didn't even know about it until like <laughs> two, two or three minutes ago. But uh, I mean, it's cool. I mean, yeah. uh, that's something that uh, you know I've had a lot of success down here doing is scoring. And um, you know, for me, I'm, I'm trying. You know, I'm down here. Uh, you know, trying to work on the little things that uh, you know I need to improve upon uh, penalty killing and um, you know playing uh, as complete of a game as I can. But obviously, um, you know, it's, it's fun scoring goals too. So yeah, you can hear there. He sounded almost surprised. He didn't even know yeah, it was the hundredth goal until after the fact. Sure. I don't know. If, I don't know if he was just being coy about it. I mean, me personally, if I knew I was coming up coming up on a hundred, I'd probably. But good on him for not letting it bother him, and that's probably why it came so easily and so smooth. First yeah. ever, for and the first ever one in the Abbotsford building as well. So yeah, congrats, Justin Bailey. Yeah, off, uh, awesome. Congrats. And then obviously uh, that his play has caught the eye of the big club, and he was called up. He was. Uh, I, I saw him play on Tuesday as well. Yeah, uh, how would you say how has this play been so far for the Vancouver squad? Do you think he's staying up or is he coming back down? Well, we okay, we meant we saw him, we saw him that first game. We saw I I, I mentioned it. I don't want to rag on Justin Billy because the guy is just an animal, he's just a, a beast, just a, a beast on that ice, and, and you know takes one to know one. But I'll say this: um, he did throw up a couple passes, and I even said I was like, you know, despite that goal and that assist, he threw he gave two in. I'm pretty sure one led to a goal, and then it happened again on Tuesday in Vancouver. When he was called up with the, with the big club, and he didn't see another shift till like I'd say nineteen minute something mark of the second period, so you know I wasn't sure, and I'm not sure. I, I don't know if it led to a goal or a penalty, but uh, he threw a really bad pass up the middle, or um, and yeah, he didn't see any ice time after that. I think I saw him maybe twice on the ice after that, and then he he did play again Thursday. Again, I didn't see him a whole lot on the ice, but you know what? He's getting his chance out there, which is the important thing. Do you think we'll see him tonight in Abbotsford? Uh, actually, from what I'm hearing is Nick Patan has gone up with the big club for tomorrow night. So Bailey is probably coming down. So the way it works, if there's an injury, the club is allowed to bring one player of that position. Say if they get a forward injury, they can bring a forward down, you know what I mean? Or bring a forward up. 
and vice versa. If it's a defenseman, they can bring a defenseman up. And they, they're allowed to move up and down like that. That's what the point of having the farm team is. But they need an actual injury for that to happen first. So there's obviously an injury on the big club. And Nick Patan's going to step in and get some ice time now as well. So Bailey is likely, I could definitely see Bailey back with the club by tomorrow night or even tonight as soon as tonight. So we'll just have to wait and see, though. Yeah, well, if he ends up back here in Abbotsford, um, he could be in the Cunningham conversation this year for HL's most valuable players. So yeah, uh, absolutely. Yeah. Now, do you think he'll be uh, pretty exhausted after playing a couple games at the big that's, club? That's, that'd be four games and six nights for him. But I mean, that's if he if wow. he wants it bad enough. And you know what? There's there's no such thing as too much experience. Like playing playing four games and six nights is not impossible. Mm-hmm. It's like and like like we were talking about earlier with the club being this close to Vancouver now with Abbotsford. Uh, just being like 70 kilometers down the, the number one, it's a lot easier for him to call up and call down and move. That's why, you know what, we probably wouldn't see Nick Patan going up so willy-nilly uh, tonight if it wasn't that easy. Like, okay, well, we'll send Justin back down for a couple more games in the A, and then we'll bring up uh, Nick for a couple games. We'll probably see Nick against uh, the Oilers tomorrow night and then on against the Rangers on Tuesday. And then uh, Justin will be back playing for uh, against the rain tonight and the rain tomorrow night as well on the doubleheader. So you know what, get him, get him in there. You know, like he's he's he is the one of the most valuable players on the on the farm club. And um, I mean, there's no there's no reason why he shouldn't be playing in these games if he's not with a big club. Yeah, I agree. Uh, so ice conditions in Abbotsford. Uh, we heard from the players and coaching staff that the ice conditions weren't weren't great last week. They weren't where they wanted them to be. Uh, I'm sure they've made improvements for this week. And we're not trying to rag on the, the ice guys. They, no. they work really hard. And they, and they, had a concert, they had a concert on Thursday night too that's as right. well. That, that's, 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 what, uh, that's what Coach was telling me as well. Yeah, that's super challenging. Uh, well, uh, well let's, uh, Coach Strankall had this to say about the ice conditions on Friday. How was the ice? It wasn't very good, to be honest with you. And so that, that's where I'm expecting, I'm sure it will be better after what's gone through. But... Uh, so ice, from that, ice conditions weren't what they were hoping for. As Coach pointed out, uh, Henderson is a big team, and they were hoping to have, be able to utilize the this, this speed and Abbotsford on them. Uh, but, I mean, it's not like Abbotsford's a small team either. So No, not at all. Like, yeah. we've, like, I know we've been pumping Justin Bailey's tires, but he's huge. He's, well, and, and he he's, can move, and he can move. That's good, the thing. Good hands. He can skate hard. He's, he's a big dominant force on the ice when he's out there. Uh, so Sunday's game, let's talk about that against Henderson there again. Obviously, they're in town for the two-game set. Uh, we will pull out another victory there again. Uh, attendance was 34.91. Um, so another COVID sellout at 50% capacity. But I thought it was noticeably quieter, quieter in the arena on uh, than it was on Friday. That's because everyone was hungover. <laughs> that's, well, that's just it. And it was, But it was still very electric for an NHL game. Um, should we expect to see the same atmosphere as last Friday tonight, or is Sunday more of an indication of what we can expect for the rest of the season? I don't know. That's actually a really good question. Um, I think tonight, the, especially tonight, I mean, Friday night, guys are rowdy. You know what I mean? They're, they just got off work. You know, they have a cold one, have dinner, and then they come to the stadium. You know, so they're Friday, Friday and Saturday. I can see more people getting a little bit more excited. Sunday games are always, you know, unless it's the yeah. NFL. They like, let's face it, the NFL owns Sunday. Yeah. So Sunday yeah. games, Sunday Especially games. Especially here in Abbotsford. I mean, it's a very blue collar community, and and it shows on in, in the attendance and the type of people attending. So oh, absolutely. Yeah. But, I mean, and that's not a knock either. I'm just saying, like a Sunday, Sunday is, is more of a relaxing day. You know, what I mean, Friday and Saturday, I can see the crowds really getting. I mean, I'm going to be there tomorrow night. You're going to be there tonight. Yeah. So that's something yeah. we're both going to have to monitor. I suppose. 
Yeah, well, it's going to be tough to live up to the uh, an inaugural franchise opener a week in, week out. Uh, but by all indications, this will be a tough arena for opposing teams to play in this year. I mean, that's such a different atmosphere compared to what we saw on HL TV when we were watching the Ontario uh, Reign uh, there last week. And that that's one of the top teams. So you have to figure that... Uh, you know, that's a good a good uh, benchmark to put us at, and we just blew blew way past that in terms of the arena. And, yeah, and what, I agree. I, I think I think that Abbotsford is going to have probably one of the higher attendances, especially in our division. Yeah, I would I would predict it might be the highest. But absolutely, we'll see how that goes. Well, we are the we are the only Canadian team in this division as well. That's absolutely right. Yeah, so um, it's mostly a California division. So back to Sunday's game. Uh, why not DiPietro on Sunday's game? I don't, I don't know. I asked I asked coach about that, and he he said it was just you know that was the rotation. Like he he I guess he wanted to give each goalie a home start. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. It's 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 confusing to me because I mean there's plenty of rest time after that. You know, five days off, four days, four or five days off after the game, uh, a, a day between the Friday and the Sunday game. I thought for sure we were going to see him. Uh, do you think maybe he was shaking up more than he let on? Uh, like I said, about Friday's I, hit. I asked coach. I, I directly asked him, and he said no. Uh, that was that was that was my first leading question, asking him if the hit if the, the hit did have something to do with it. And he seemed fine. Like Di Pietro seemed fine after the game. He took he was the first guy out with the interview. I uh, had a big smile on his face. He wasn't wincing or anything. So it didn't, nothing indicated that he was hurt. The coach said he wasn't hurt as well. Yeah. Well, here's what coach had to say about that. Quick question about Di Pietro. Um, he took a bit of a hit last game. Is there is there anything to it, or is it just just given their turn? Yep. No, there's just nothing to it. He had a good game for uh, game. He had a good uh, hard practice today, and uh, that was the idea. As, as opposed to having him dressed as a backup, wanted him to be working instead of sitting. Well, regardless, it was a great game all around for Abby. Arter Stiloff was a stud. He recorded the franchise's first ever shutout, keeping all 26 shots out of the net. Is this a goaltending battle? Now? I was just gonna say maybe we do have a goaltending battle on our hands because these guys are both young. You never know what you have, right? And if if you give them the opportunity, and then they, they what did Tom Brady? What does Tom Brady say? He says when you when you're given the chance, don't you know, don't mess it up. Come prepared, and that's clearly what's happened with the goalies here. They're both playing on top of their head. They're they're they are fighting literally for their careers at this point. This is what the AHL is. This is why it's called the Always Hungry League. So, yeah, I can yeah, see... I love I, winning the <laughs> I, I can definitely see them putting up a fight against each other. And, like, maybe it's friendly, maybe it's not. I asked him if it was a friendly, if they had a good relationship. He said the he said that they both had a very good working relationship yeah. back up to, you know, starter. Yeah, yeah. Well, M- Michael DiPietro seems like he's a real class act. So, I'd like to think that uh, he's just supportive of his fellow teammate. But... Here's my thoughts on this. So, uh, who plays tonight? And I think if DiPietro plays tonight, I think this is a clear message from the Canucks that he's their guy here in Abbotsford. Because, you know, there's kind of that rule of thumb, especially at the HL level, you don't bench a guy after a shutout. I think I think artists might get the start tonight. I, I think it's yeah. I think it's bad for. I was saying this last week too. I told us that we're talking about this on Sunday. I think it's bad form for a coach to pull a guy after a shutout. I know now, given, I know there's been a five-day break, but these guys have been on the road. These guys have been grinding hard for about two or three weeks. And this is this is on top of the training camp they did with the Canucks. So, yeah, um, yeah no, and, and I think you're right. On, like Basically, if we see DiPietro tonight, that's a clear indication that he's the starter. If we see Ardis come in tonight, we well, then we have we have ourselves a, goal, a, gen, a good old-fashioned, genuine uh, battle, for, battle for number one. Yeah, that, okay, cool. Well, so we'll... 
tonight we'll tell the tale of tapes. So absolutely, we'll absolutely, absolutely. And you know what? We could also see it the same thing again, especially now that it's a back-to-back night. We can see maybe artists get the game tonight, and regardless, so I mean, there's no way he's going to back-to-back, and maybe he will. Mm-hmm. But he's still going to be tired after that, so I could see Di Pietro getting in tomorrow. I think that we're definitely going to see both of them this weekend. I think. I think that the, the question is yeah. open. Yeah, it's, it's who plays tonight, who plays, and that's a it's who plays tonight, who plays tomorrow. That I think you're right. They're, they're going to split the duties this weekend, especially with back to back games. Um, so getting back to the game there again from Sunday, the Canucks had great intensity in that game without taking penalties. There were four penalties total in the game, but only two of them were off, but two of them were offsetting. So only two power plays we had to kill, and we killed them both flawlessly. Yeah. So. I'm really liking the team we're seeing out there. Sunday's game was very impressive for me. I really enjoyed seeing them uh, throw their weight around. The Canucks defense looked great on it Sunday. It was a dominant win. It was. And the whole team showed their size, speed, and skill in that win. It was very impressive. Um, now, I was trying to watch for the ice conditions to see. They looked be- They looked a bit better to me, but, but far from perfect. Um, again, here's what Coach Call had to say about the ice conditions on Sunday. Ice is, uh, we're just on, we're working through some things. I think as an organization, we're not giving them a chance to freeze up even see the start of the period. So it is water. Yeah, I mean, it's funny too. You practice here during the week, like uh, two weeks ago. Yeah. It's fantastic. We welcomed Nick Batan to the team last week after he took a ride down the highway of broken dreams on Wednesday. Uh, but he's Van- going right back up. <laughs> yeah, now he's going right back up. But Vancouver's loss, you know, was our game for that period of time. Uh, he had that power play goal early in the second, uh, which oh, opened looked, things up. Great on Sunday. Yeah, <laughs> and we never looked back from there. Uh, Sheldon Dries, number fifteen for your Abbotsford Canucks, also with a power play goal in the second. Uh, Canucks power play two for four. Um, I've been saying from the, for a while that he should be on, on the top power play line all year. So far, I've been saying that Bailey, uh, that Dries, Bailey, and Di Giuseppe were my picks for that. Um, and I, I've been, you know, hopefully uh, he gets more time on that top power play line going forward after that goal on Sunday night. Um, now, Petten again with an empty netter in the third. Uh, you know, Nick Patton, number seven, if we see him back down Abbotsford. I think he's back up to Vancouver, though. Yeah, he is. Yeah, he's, so. he's, definitely, he's definitely been recalled today. I, I got the notification from, yeah. from they, management. They he's a that. small guy. He's five, five foot nine, 175 pounds. Uh, yeah, but he look, look at how he plays. He does. He plays really strong. Uh, he was my Abbey player of the game for Sunday night's game. Oh, of course. And the uh, top power play line uh, was uh, Petten. Uh, sorry, Patan, uh, Bailey, Di Giuseppe, to start things off in the first. I really like this power play when, uh, you know, obviously when we have those players in Abbotsford, but things are shifting so much. But we have so much depth on this team that, uh, you know, I'm really not concerned well, about our probably, power play. They'll probably plug in Lucas Sawich in the place of Patan tonight because, like, there's a really good chance Bailey's back in the line. I don't, I don't see them having Nick Patan and Justin Bailey out of the lineup tonight. Unless, well, unless that's what Vancouver wants. You know, like I said, Vancouver comes first. Well, plus having an NHL caliber player like Hamannick, Coming, uh, or, that, that's true. That is very true. Yeah, like he—that's a big. Bo- that's a big boost to the blue line. That yeah, and that's going to impact special teams. It's going to impact uh, all around place. So, well, let's see where his legs are at. You're, that's yeah. one thing you're going to have to really watch for tonight to see where his legs are at because uh, you're going to get you're probably going to get the first look at him out of everyone for um, you know this year. Yeah, Cameron Schilling, number five, had a great game on Sunday. Uh, great point man on the power play. He did a great job of holding the line on on the power play a couple of times there. Really impressive work. Um, I like how they're they're drawing the play out on the power play back to the blue line a little more. We talked about that last week and the importance of doing that to clear up some space uh, down down low. Um, 
yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, the, there's there's not a lot of a lot of weak points in this in this blue line. I think yeah. I think that that's I think that's that's why the Canucks can kill the penalties the way they kill the penalties. I think that, that there's a lot to do with the blue line and like how how strong it is. And like I mean, Sautner, he's my guy. He's the local guy. I think he should be our captain. To be honest with you. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, cool. well, I mean, we'll, I know we're gonna get that in a bit, but I mean, I mean, mm-hmm. he's he's the local guy. He doesn't seem like he's gonna be going up or down. So why not? Madison Bowie, number four. He's looking really good on Sunday. He's uh, consistently been one of our stronger defensemen all season. Uh, Noah Juleson, I you know I didn't touch enough on him uh, last week, but man, he has impressed me with some big hits that yeah, are noticeable. Big boy. Kind of kind of hits that you go, okay, yeah, that's AHL. But he, he'd be pulling those hits at the NHL, too. You can see that it doesn't matter the size of the players he's making contact with, he's going to take them out. Yep. Uh, and that's Noah Juleson, number 47 for your Ivers. He's 24 Canucks. years old, right? Uh, yes. Yes, he is. He's 6'2", 200, just over 200 pounds, uh, 24 years old, so prime age. Oh, um, yeah. Great. He had a great shot on net in the first that generated a rebound that uh, that I think, yeah, that, that Patton put away there, right? So that was that was uh, pretty sweet to, to get that shot off. I think it was from his knees, if I recall correctly, but uh, uh, he has a he's, he, he was a very highly touted prospect for the Habs. Uh, Montreal Canadiens. Yeah. He was he was their first round pick in 2015. That, see, that's that's, yeah. that's 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 where I'm 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 wondering like what's wrong with this guy because at, with like we're looking at his at the tail of the tape here with him and like he's looked good in person, mm-hmm. but like I'm wondering why he hasn't gotten a more of a shot, you know, yeah, or some, what 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 maybe some sort of uh, some some aspect of his game that he has to work on, um, you know, I'm not sure why he wouldn't. Uh, have gotten more of a shot, or maybe he's just one of those guys that's that's uh, destined for the AHL and is going to have a long, very strong, prosperous career it in, is, in the it, AHL. There is a strangeness to it, and it's you know between 2017 and 2019, two seasons with the Montreal Canadiens, he played 44 games, he had eight points, two goals, six assists for a, a really good two way defenseman. So, I mean, this guy's an NHL caliber, absolutely, absolutely. That's uh, so he has to be eyeing, eyeing a spot on the Vancouver club, and I'm just uh, surprised at. Uh, with uh, Hamannick being such a question mark that Noel Juleson didn't make the Vancouver squad this year, so well, he'll be a pleasure to watch. But I'm just a little confused that he's he's in Abbotsford. Well, so I think there, I think there's definitely a player that we got to keep our eye on. We know we, we we know that there's some some part of his game that he's here to work on, and he's clearly not broken in as a full time um, NHLer yet. So I guess we're just gonna have to just you know see how it goes. Yeah. Well, Sheldon uh, Sheldon Rempel, number fifty six. Had a great play in the second. Yeah, that was Sheldon Rempel I was thinking of, where he uh, he had the one from his knees. Uh, he gets the shot off, uh, produces a rebound. The Petten finishes off. That was uh, a well earned assist for that goal. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, I, now I've been noticing, and you and I have both have been noticing a lot of cross ice passes up the middle in in our own zone, especially. Uh, so far this year, Beast, is that part of the game plan, or no. are they just getting caught with their pants down? I think I think that they're. They're getting a little bit nervous or, you know, then they see something that's, you know, the 50-50 puck maybe, and they throw it up the middle hoping for the best, but that's that's not how they're going to get to the NHL. That's the, I made that comment when we saw it happen uh, on opening night a couple times already. So um, I think I think these guys are, you know, maybe getting a little comfortable. Maybe they're getting they're gelling more as a team and feeling like they can throw one of those 50-50 pucks up the ice, you know, and see, see what happens. But, yeah. I mean... That's not how they're going to get to the big club. The, well, that's the big lost, club wants consistency. That's what lost us that overtime uh, game in Ontario uh, as well. Uh, Bowie made that bad, that poor play. Same situation. Yeah. 
Yeah. Um, now, do you think it could be a result of the slower than expected ice conditions that Coach Call mentioned? Just catching them it not could being be. able to get the step they want? It could be. You know what? That could have a lot to do with why they can't, like, as he, as he mentioned, that his speed, the speed game hasn't really broken out as much as he wanted it to. So, um, ice conditions, there's a lot, like I said, there's a lot of wheels turning here. There's a lot of things in motion that we have to pay attention to, like ice conditions, um, Mm-hmm. For example, lineup changes, uh, adjustments to the power play because of the lineup changes, all that stuff. There's, there's, it's like it's a first, it's a first year team, right? So there's going to be these little hiccups and speed bumps in the road. But um, mm-hmm. you know, like you said, I think I think by the end of the year that this team could easily be be battling for uh, Ontario for that first uh, position in the. Well, they already kind of are. <laughs> well, yeah, but, but it's still like, it's still I think as still the early. Season goes it's, on, that's going to be the battle. I really think those are the two top teams in the absolutely, division. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, uh, great grit by the Canucks overall on Sunday. There again, we talked about that. Um, Vinny Arsenal, number eighteen. He's a beauty. Uh, so much intensity and toughness when he's out there. Yeah. Uh, we had we saw a couple of good shifts by uh, Wooters the other night. There, the, the crowd Wooters. seems to like the name Wooters. Everybody's shouting it out, Wooters. So that was pretty cool. Um, Klimovic showing his size with a nice offensive zone hit uh, in the third on Sunday. And he, he's had a few of those in there as well. Yeah, he's a big guy too. Big Belarusian, right? Like and, he's... and stay tuned. We're, 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 in, the, we're in the process of uh, potentially getting uh, the, the first interview with him. Yeah, we're working on getting an exclusive uh, interview with Klimovic uh, in Russian. So that, that'll be pretty yeah. cool. Yeah, thanks, thanks mom. Yeah, thanks to uh, uh, Beastie's mom over there, who, who's a fluent, fluent Russian. Yeah, so so, so if, yeah. If, if the big club okays it, then, uh, you know, that's something you'll probably hear. Uh, mm-hmm. We're hoping for maybe uh, next broadcast, broadcast after. You know, that is if he does stick around with big club. As, uh, yeah. as one of my colleagues asked uh, a great question um, to the coach, whether he was on a trial basis or not, and they said they're just going to kind of go with it. So, yeah, yeah. I could see him staying the whole year, though. Yeah, for sure. Uh, can't wait for tonight's game against Ontario. Looks like this home series will turn out to be a battle for first place in the Pacific. That's exactly what it is. But, yeah. but you have to understand this is that both teams are five games deep right now. Let's not let's not get too excited, but let's let's also be excited. It's pretty it's pretty quick how uh, five games can turn into fifty games though. So yeah, you know, yeah, but we got we got we got to play a few more before we can. I, I think, but I, yeah, it's going to be a battle. But like who know who knows how how quick it's going to get into like just the two teams, right? Like this could this mm-hmm. is going to. As the other teams play other games too, it's going to be a little bit more, uh, a little bit more spread out uh, division wise. But uh, this is definitely something that's foreseeable. Yeah, a battle, a battle for first with Ontario down the road, no questions. Well, Abbotsford delivered the rain, their only loss of the young season uh, so far, about well ten days ago in California, and uh, this will be a, a much different series. It's a much different Abbotsford club. I think Ontario is going to have their hands full with us. Uh, Abbotsford's had time to gel and learn how to play together as a team. And that was really show, showcased in the Michael DiPietro hit, how quickly the team snapped into action yeah. to get behind him. Yeah, absolutely. So you can see these guys, there's a family mentality there. They're starting to build as a team. They're becoming a team. And uh, I think Ontario's going to have their hands full. Well, they kept talking about it in the post game of the first thing. They said that they, they left a group of guys that they had just met and they came back a team. Yes. So that road trip really had a lot to do with them like gelling together and becoming the team that they are, right? So Yeah. Well, roster changes aside, Abbotsford, uh, you know, having that time of gel is important. Uh, I think this will be Abbey's coming out party tonight. I predict two more wins or possibly a split series with at least one game going to overtime or a shootout. Uh, so great entertainment for a Friday or Saturday night here in Abbotsford. Make sure you get out to these games. 
But I, like I said, this is going to be the coming out party. I think the whole league's going to take notice of Abbotsford after this week. Yeah, I think I think yeah. they already have. And you know what? I could easily see them getting uh, two to three points out of these possible four points. Like you say, a win and an overtime loss or something like that. Maybe even two wins, one in overtime, one in regulation. Calling it right now, I'm just going to say overtime and regulation. Well, that's a good wrap-up of, of those two games. Now, let's talk about the mascots. I'm a little confused by it. Uh, they've had the Steamer, Bure, and Naslin mascots. So those guys were uh, in Vancouver as well, by the way. Were they? Yeah. So, I think that they're really playing off the uh, generational era, the colors of the team. Uh, when you go to the Absolutely. arena in Vancouver, they, actually, their graphics guy in Vancouver has done an amazing job yeah, this year. Yeah, the, uh, the, there was a, the video they played during uh, before the Canucks home opener on Tuesday was absolutely insane. Like, I, I caught, like, you know, you see those stuff on the uh, – on those big screens and like the the, the board and on the ice going down because they had it they had it on the ice as well they had not just on the big screen they also had it playing on the actual ice like as a movie screen so it was kind of cool it was pretty cool but um i caught like I, I literally caught myself staring at it and smiling like i got really into it like normally you see those like you know and they're they're cookie cutter they're, yeah, they're fluff like, pieces yeah, fluff pieces you know whatever but this one like this one like it was a fluff piece but it was a good fluff piece yeah you know what i mean like it, it was good well it's, it's got a sentimental value to it right yeah, i saw the, i saw the behind the scenes of it and like they were shooting on green screens like they had like they had the big boys out shooting that one you know what i yeah. mean yeah like, they're really pump, pumping a lot of money into their uh their broad their, their video media yeah uh, I actually loved, uh, we were at the exhibition game against the Kraken, mm. and they had that uh, video under review, oh. the goal under review, and the the video that came on the Jumbotron was hilarious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? It was uh, just a bunch, I don't know if, any, if for those listeners that have seen it, it's a, a bunch of clips of uh, different spy movies and stuff where they're like, zoom in and enhance. And it, yeah, <laughs> it yeah, just, yeah. it went on for the whole time. It was or, absolutely or the orca, Or the orca eating the Kraken before, remember? Oh, uh, Finn, you gotta and, love Finn. And yeah, well... And then we're gonna touch. We're gonna touch on the mascots too, because of, like, what are the Canucks doing here in Abbotsford without bringing Johnny out? Yeah, well, I mean, we saw the one guy out there, one of the fans. He's uh, been attending with his kids, and he he dresses Johnny. K, he hits the part, and Maybe so he far is. he's been the unofficial mascot. So uh, I, I like him. I, yeah. I, I, he's got the look, that's for sure. Yeah, but, I, I mean, mean, who says you have to have some goofy um, doll mascot? Right? I mean, you can you can have an actual person be the mascot. I think I think I think they should just get him one of those like weird heads and. Just he can just go in his regular clothes. That's right. Yeah, you know? yeah. Just get a head modeled off of his head. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's just it. I mean, and you know what? For all we know, I mean, and this is this is like this is all you tonight because you're going to be the only one at the game tonight. Um, you're going to have to watch with maybe maybe there's something they're not telling us and there, but you think they'd make a bigger stink about like unveiling like their official mascot? Maybe they're waiting for the next homestand. Who knows? I mean, and there again, we're not trying to rag on the Abbotsford Canucks uh, organization. They've been really tasked with a difficult uh, task of bringing this team here, bringing it to life in a short period of time during a difficult time with COVID. Exactly, and, exactly. And so, you know, you can't really rag on them too much, but I, I definitely think that there's a lot of uh, – they've been caught with their p- – pants down a little bit here and i think that they're they're scrambling but eventually i think we're eventually going to see an official maybe Johnny the Canuck. costume's not ready yet the, well, jer- the jerseys were like a game time everything is delayed you know right? yeah it's so i'm 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 thinking maybe you know it's not like they can just build a mascot costume overnight you know what i mean yeah, yeah. so maybe there's a company out there that's like currently fabricating on the moment it's ready that we're gonna see them you know i'm sure they'll do a rollout they're gonna at least let us know like tonight we're gonna unveil our new mascot or whatever no yeah, well, I absolutely, and I, until until it happens, I'm just gonna say, well, the real Johnny Canuck, please stand up. Yeah, right? just keep bringing him to the game. He'll be We're gonna like, have a problem more, here. He's a good looking man too. Yeah. Oh Hell, yeah. He's a handsome guy. Yeah, I like that guy. Still no captain. Yeah, uh, you were yeah, yeah. you were touching on that earlier. So where are we at? I mean, I still like Di Giuseppe. As the captain, but you know what? Uh, he hasn't even had the A lately. Well, I thought that, that might have been an indication that he was going up to the that, big club. That, that could be also an indication that he's going to get the C. 
that's also because we we, we we have so we saw we saw um ashton sautner take the, the inaugural face off mm-hmm. with the aquilinis and all the other uh, invited guests that were out there and um he's also he was he was born in flinflon manitoba but he was raised around here if i'm not mistaken yeah, I'm not too sure about that. So yeah, no, I, 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 I'm, I'm sure. <laughs> no, but um, um, he would be a great choice for the captain. But um, like you say, there's why isn't there a letter on Giuseppe's uh, jersey mm-hmm. as well? And um, I, we thought that he'd be one of the guys that's going up and down. And uh, turns out it's Justin Bailey and Nick Batan are the ones that are they're being plucked for the injured roles that they need to fill. So. Giuseppe would be a great choice in my mind. Maybe that's why they kept him with the club as long as they did, just to get him as much experiment, experiments, experiment, experience. I, don't, I hope they didn't do any experiments. I hope, on, experiments. I hope, yeah, I hope they didn't do experiments on them. But yeah, I mean, it, the logical choice. I mean, I personally would have, would have taken Ashton Sautner, but I mean, yeah, I mean, if they if they're gonna go that way, then why not? Like he's already got an A. It's not like they're like holding him back. He took the inaugural face off for the team at home, first ever face off on uh, Abbotsford territory. So, uh, I mean, Di Giuseppe would be a great choice for the captain. So would Justin Bailey. But, like, again, Justin Bailey and Nick Patan, they're both going to be seeing a lot more time with the big club. They're going to be probably, yeah. probably going to play each play about 15, 20 games this year. So that, that's why they've got the league minimum. That's why they've got the $750,000 two-way contract, right? So Yeah. Well, I mean, we've touched on this throughout. Just can you kind of lead us through um – you know, summarize the players that went up, came down this this week. There's a lot, well, yeah. a lot of bouncing around. So. Yeah, well, I mean, Justin Bailey, he had, had a lights-out home opener, scored the first goal ever on Abbotsford territory, and then assisted on the winning goal in overtime, which was spectacular. Um, so he got he got his call up. But Nick Patan also had a great game on Sunday. But I think I'm pretty sure Justin had already been called up after at that point. So... Um, now Nick's going to get his chance. Like we don't know for sure that that they've even sent Justin Bailey down. It hasn't, hasn't said anything about. I haven't gotten any uh, notifications or indications from the team that uh, Justin Bailey has been sent down from the Canucks to, back to Abbotsford. All the only thing that said was that Nick Patan was going up. So we'll see. Yeah. Maybe they maybe they're both with the club at this point, which will definitely hurt our our Abbotsford boys uh, offensively. But now we like you say we've got Hamnick on the back end, and that just might just be what we need. You know, yeah. to fill that gap because now we have a little bit stronger. Like as, yeah. as strong as our defense already is, we have now we have Hamnick coming back uh, for his training camp in Abbotsford as well. So this could this could be a real defensive battle or like a real physical battle. I guess we'll yeah. have to wait and see. Now, how let's touch on the Vancouver Canucks and uh, how they've been playing. And I mean, they're always under the mic under the microscope with uh, Canucks fans. Canucks fans being so fickle. Uh, how is how's the goaltending played out? In your opinion, watching the games, wh- where are we at with the Vancouver Canucks? Uh, well, I mean, that's a that's a tough question because they got two losses in a row at home. But I feel like they could they could have won both those games as well. It's not like they were blowout losses. They're not getting booed out of the building like Chicago and um, um, Toronto. Toronto people are throwing jerseys on the ice in Toronto. So yeah, we should probably touch on what's going on in Chicago. Uh, yes, there's a lot of uh, ugliness coming out of Chicago. So there was a player, uh, John Doe. He was listed as John Doe initially. Uh, the player turned out to be Kyle Beach, who was a black ace during the 2010 Stanley Cup final run with Chicago, where they did win the Stanley Cup. And um, their their video coach in Chicago, Brad Ald- Aldrich, I don't know if I'm saying this right, he, um, he sexually abused uh, Kyle Beach during this run. And he wasn't even officially on the team. He was on the team. He was traveling with the team. He was, I don't know if you guys know what the black ace is. Basically, during the playoffs, you're allowed like a – an extra handful of guys that uh, skate with the team, they travel with the team, they're pretty much part of the team, but they're not part of the team unless there's an injury. So 
during this, the, the management, Stan Bowman, what a, what a POS, you know, like just terrible human. Um, Joel Quinville just stepped down in Florida because he was a big part of uh, more or less turning a blind eye at this so they could continue their run to make that 2010 Stanley Cup. That, and now, of all things, um, the the owner of the, the Chicago Blackhawks has asked uh, Lanny McDonald, who is the, the head curator and uh, president of the Hall of Fame, to take Brad Aldrich's name off the Stanley Cup in 2010. Now, I think there should be some, there should not only should be fines, there's obviously a, a, a civil suit going on with Kyle Beach and the Chicago Blackhawks. They've pretty much cleaned house with all their management, anyone that was there that, that, during that time in 2010. So there's a lot of ugly, ugly stuff going on in Chicago right now. And, um, I mean, it, it just shows you how deep this is going. And this is, a, this is something that, um, that I, I'm just almost disgusted that, it's happening in the NHL at That's this a level. Part of the sport that you that we love. Yeah, you know? I, I don't know how and, and like and shame on guys like Stan Bowman and Joel Quinville for sweeping under the rug. Rug. I get it. They're they're making a, a Stanley Cup push and blah mm-hmm. blah blah. But I mean, I mean, they 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 could have easily just canned this guy and put him buried him and then dealt with it right after the run. You know what I mean? And done it mm-hmm. right away and swiftly and you know. But they just swept under the rug and you know Kyle Beach didn't even really have an NHL career because of that. He's yeah. been playing all over Europe for these last 10 years. You know, he just looks like a shell of what he used to be a junior. Uh, poor guy, you know? Yeah. And, and it's, it's just such a terrible part of our, our society as a whole that uh, it's I'm glad to see action being taken. But like you said, it's almost a little too late uh, for this to be done. Yeah, I, I, no, I, I'm sick to my stomach just thinking about it. Like, yeah, I'm absolutely. I'm out without and, words. And you know what? You know, I, I don't want to end our show on that, so um, I'm going to switch it over and say, you know what, guys, um, we do have a brand new franchise here in Abbotsford, and I mean, go check them out tonight, um, seven o'clock tonight at the Abbotsford Center, and again, seven o'clock tomorrow night. And remember, remember that we are giving away tickets here on Civil Radio. All yep. you have to do is use the hashtag FVMA21, and uh, like I said, it can be a picture of your cat, your brand new shoes, whatever, your brand new car. Um, you know, the picture that you took on your nature walk, uh, just tag it at, uh, hashtag FVMA21 and you can get your chance to have your name drawn for free tickets for every home game for the Abbotsford Canucks. Well, we should just clarify that that's not for ev- like, you're not season tickets no, for no, the no. pro one winner. Every game they'll be doing a different draw. Yes, so yes, this, so this so is an ongoing posting. contest. Yes. So. Yes. Keep, keep, keep using these ha- this hashtag, uh, yeah. FVMA21. Uh, to win your tickets daily, so this is yeah. this is just for one game. So I mean, let's let's wrap it up on that happy note. Yeah. Um, yeah. So this is Barry. This, you'll be at the game tonight. I'll I be will. at the game tomorrow night. Yeah. So I'll be there with uh, my my beautiful green jersey on there and uh, supporting our Abbotsford Canucks. Yeah. Go say hi to him. Yeah. Come say hi. Section one ten. I don't row wa- one, I don't want to give away too much. Uh, I'm going to be in costume tomorrow night. Oh, are you? I am. Oh. Me and, my, me and my lovely lady will be in. Uh, costume so come down to you want to say the section again sorry i cut you off there yeah no it's no worries no i'm i it's a uh, section 110 row one so we're seat right one and seat one and two come say hi to either yeah. of us we always love we're usually there together but the halloween weekend you know kids and whatnot and uh, prior engagement so we're we're splitting the duties this week so i mean now that we've gotten the ugliness out of the way and we've yeah we've now said, out of the way, said, I, I will say you know, this is a, this is Bush League for the week. You know, we appreciate everybody coming. Come back and see, listen every uh, every Friday from five to six on Civil Radio and we are one one point seven FM. And we are on Spotify now and Amazon. That's right. Yeah. So a big big thing is our podcast is now on Spotify, 
We're on Amazon. We're on Google. We're coming very soon to Apple. So our podcast is readily available. You could do that. Or you can go to bushleague.ca to listen to the podcast live on, on the internet. No, well, there you go, boys. So yeah. you are listening to 107 or 101, sorry, 101.7 FM civil radio serving the Fraser Valley. Um, you've been listening to Bush League with Beast and the Bear. And stay tuned for Chill Rose Place, which is coming up next. Have a good day, guys. We'll see you at the game. Boy.